You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a special guest here with us, Rafael Cortez. He's kind of a jack of all trades. He's an organizational psychologist, he's a real estate coach, he's a broker, he's an investor, and he's a young entrepreneur. He actually, at age 19, he was one of the youngest firefighters in uh, Yuma, Arizona, in, in the county there. And um, while he was working as a firefighter, he actually started his own company. Oh, it's over 10 years ago now, right? In 2007. Oh, it's closer, closer to 20 years ago. Closer I'm to 20. 40, so. <laughs> Man. And uh, so he, he had his own company then and he was able to sell it and, you know, produce consistent growth. He's, he's currently in the Phoenix area and, um, you know, he has a bunch of different real estate coaching programs and a podcast of his own as well, which he can talk about with us. But he's really passionate about using his investment knowledge, his entrepreneurial knowledge and his psychology knowledge um, in order to create systems to help people grow their real estate investment business or just general real estate business um, as well as his own. So um, he's particularly focused on wholesaling. We had a couple guests on not too long ago that discussed kind of high level what wholesaling is. And that guest particularly talked about, you know, how wholesaling for him and his market was a volume game. We didn't necessarily talk about the systems that he, the other guests put in place. So uh, we're going to talk about that here with Raphael and how he's able to grow uh, his wholesaling business and, and his consulting business. So, um, you know, real estate is a, uh, it could be, especially in wholesaling, a volume game. So, uh, in order to have your, you know, to be successful, it's it's important to have really good systems in place. So I'm excited to hear about what you have, Rafael. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Um, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, it is a volume game. I think more more even so than than any other you know strategy. Uh, there's so many you know different ways to skin that cat when it comes to real estate and real estate investments, right? Um, but the, uh, the beauty about, um, wholesaling, not just single family, but I mean, you can do the same with multifamily I've wholesaled multifamily, uh, uh, deals before and that sort of thing. It's, it's really that, uh, um, the, the pool of the people who are actually going to end up doing business with us is, is relatively, you know, smaller than, than, than the rest, right? Uh, fixer, you know, fix and flippers, they have this, this, you know, big pool of people they can go to because they're paying closer to, to, uh, to the retail amount. And there's, there's almost an obvious uh, value out there uh, for them. When it comes to wholesaling, when we're having those conversations, I mean, it's, it's part of the, uh, the craft, right? Being able to highlight what the, uh, what the value of the transaction is and always leading with value. I think it's, it's the, the thing that opens up the door. Um, so, so now more important than ever, like it's, it's, we have to be methodical about as you know, how we go about the, uh, the process of, of, you know, running, for example, a wholesaling business, um, because it's, it's, um, it's, people are getting hit left, you know, from, from all different angles, you know what I mean? Via, you know, text messaging, postcards and all that stuff. So we have to be methodical about what we hit that way. We don't do, you know, burn holes in our pockets when it comes to marketing budgets and that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, you're completely right. Uh, so just high level, 
what is real estate wholesaling? What does that mean to you? Uh, real estate wholesaling, it's the art of finding motivated sellers. Um, it's, uh, if you think about it and step back and think about it, you're, you're, we're not really, you know, buying the property itself, right? We're acquiring vested interest in an agreement and we sell the agreement itself. So we have, when we're transacting a a wholesale deal, we are selling our vested interest in that purchase agreement, that purchase contract. Um, and the revenues, I mean, you're talking profits or our average profit is 20, 28,000. I'm in the Phoenix market. Uh, but it, uh, I mean, it, we've done over, you know, hundred thousand dollars on a single deal, uh, while wholesaling stuff, depending on how much value you're, you're able to add to, uh, to, to that transaction. But yeah, it's basically finding a motivated seller, a distressed property or distressed situation, uh, finding out how you can solve the problem for that seller, uh, getting the property under contract and then selling it, that contract over to somebody who's going to come in and flip it and fix it or do whatever they need to do with it. A lot of people just do buy and hold and they turn them into Airbnbs and that sort of thing. So, so that strategy, you know, it's up to them, right? Ours is, is being able to find the sellers and then connect them with the buyers um, and sell our best interest in the process. Right. Um, and there's a lot of, like you mentioned, there's a lot of different ways to do that, whether that's, you know, through texting channels or email channels and, and whatnot. It's probably, I mean, at this point it's easier and you probably have a buyer's list uh, of, of clients uh, than oh, yeah. actual sellers. So that's, that's really how you're generating leads. Uh, what are some of the ways, what are some of the systems you put in place in order to, to do as such? Um, so marketing, well, I mean, let me, let me kind of break it down. I, I run the, uh, the way that I break down the business and it's, this kind of goes across the board because I run my brokerage in a similar fashion, but you can think of a business as different stages, right? Think of them as buckets. Um, the first one is going to be sourcing. You have to source the leads that, you know, the deal somehow, some way, right? Um, sourcing, then converting. So that's where you start pre-qualifying and having conversations to see if the, the lead that you source, um, is gonna, you know, end up doing, you know, some type of business with you, and you're not, you know, kind of running around, uh, you know, with with uh, wasting a lot of time with people who are not right. The next thing, of course, is the acquisitions process. Um, that's how we break down, you know, the strategies on negotiating. You know, what's gonna happen? Can you make a, a wholesale offer? If that doesn't work, can you make an option offer? Can you make a creative financing offer? Um, you know, whatever um, acquisition strategies you have, you know, play under that third bucket. Um, the fourth bucket is dispositions. How are you going to sell the deal or monetize on that deal? Right. Um, one thing that I like about wholesaling is that I cherry pick, I tend to cherry pick the deals that I want to fix and flip that I want to keep to myself and that sort of thing, because I'm at the front of the line. Right. Um, so whatever, whatever doesn't, you know, stay in my buy box, uh, or, or doesn't make it to, you know, for me to acquire it, we'll just dispo it to, to an end buyer, to another seller who's gonna, you know, but like, for example, me, I, I don't, I don't like to do extensive rehabs. Um, I, I, uh, you know, and I know a lot of people that do ground up, you know, from the foundation all the way up and, and that's, you know, that's their jam, but it's not uh, necessarily my cup of tea. So all the, you know, that type of stuff, I push it forward. I make sure there's a big, um, you know, um, there's, you know, still big value in the deal and sell it to, to, uh, somebody who's going to come in and flip it. Right. 
Uh, that's where most companies or most businesses stop. They once they get paid, they display the deal. They get paid, close of escrow, and all that. Um, they they'll go back to to finding another lead, finding another deal, and kind of you know stay within that hustle. But I think if you skip out on the last two stages or last two steps, it's um, the ability to to automate and and delegate your business the right way uh, is is pretty much non-existent. Um, the fifth one is being you know is measuring. So we, I'm, I'm big on KPIs. What's working as far as the effort that we're putting in, uh, in you know the marketing side, how many you know offers are we making? What's the conversion rate? What's the cost per lead? When you have, when you measure and you track your key performance indicators, it's um, you, you can you can actually improve you know the the sections of the business uh, as you go through you know every every single transaction, okay. uh, which leads me to the last step, which is the sixth. It's an improvement. Uh, there has to be conscious improvement every single, you know, every single step of the uh, step of the way. Um, we have, for example, we have uh, weekly meetings where we sit down and we just uh, dissect what happened last week. What deals did we close last week? Uh, and we have improvement sessions. Um, what did we do wrong? What did we do right? Uh, what do we want to adopt as a standard operating procedure to improve the overall business uh, and increase our bottom line and that sort of thing? So, um, yeah, I break it down into six stages. And it basically, I mean, when you when you break it down like that, anything that you're doing within the business, you're able to plug it into one of those stages, sourcing, converting, acquisitions, dispo, measuring and improving. Like those, those, um, those are the the six money makers that we have, <laughs> right? And in wholesaling, like you mentioned, there's a lot of money that unfortunately can be wasted. It doesn't, you know, yeah. get you anywhere. And it's good that you have these KPIs that you're, you're, you know, you're tracking, you're measuring pretty much yeah. every week or every day. Yeah. Um, and then you focus on, okay, where are my marketing dollars gonna be, you know, uh, most concentrated in order yeah. to get me to where I want to go. Um, for you, what has that been? Now you're focusing on mostly single family homes, I'm assuming in um, Tuscan and uh, to Phoenix area. So what, you know, is it spending money on Google ads or is it the, you know, the yellow cards? What, what's been the most effective in order to, now I'm talking about conver actual conversions, right? I'm not yeah. just talking about leads. Okay. Yeah. Deal, uh, deal wise, the top two, um, sources of deals have been cold calling and text messaging uh, those two it's i mean we've done a ppc ads or for example in an area like phoenix ppc can be very you know i mean it turns out to be very expensive um and you have to hire somebody to be on it stay on top of the per, uh, you know the the algorithms and all that stuff so we did we, uh, we did i mean we closed deals through ppc but still our roi return investment is is way way better on you know having a small a small cold calling team providing them data um, and then having, you know, go through that process of, of um, just, you know, you know, dialing out and, and reaching out to people, see if they want to sell their property. Now, the, the reason why I like cold calling still like cold calling best um, is when you're, when you have a PPC campaign, you, you have a very targeted, um, targeted lead, right? You're looking for somebody who wants to sell their house, and they'll go to, you know, buy my house, you know, terminology, whatnot, mm -hmm. and, and they'll look up and, you know, pop, forms pop up uh, and it's all house, house, house. Um, what happens on the cold calling 
it is or what I like to you know best about cold calling, reaching out to people and actually having conversations is that you can you can uh, kind of control the narrative. So one of the things that we started doing a while back is, hey, listen, if you don't want to sell the house, I mean, that's, you know, completely understand. Do you have anything else that you would like to maybe you know contemplate an offer on? Uh, we buy land, we buy commercial, we buy multifamily, uh, industrial. And I mean, we dude, I can't tell you how many deals we've gotten just off of adding that single, you know, line of to the script mm-hmm. right um a couple of weeks ago in in mesa I bought a car wash uh today i'm actually doing a walkthrough on an office commercial building so it's it's uh wholesaling is not just about you know having that residential of course we market to to people who have residential properties because that's where the bread and butter is uh, but as you get better with the conversations you can add you know things to uh to uh, the conversation itself and then find out if there's more opportunity out there so Okay, so you mentioned you have cold callers. Is that are those cold callers um, almost virtual assistants, or yeah. are they? They are okay. Yeah, yeah, they're all virtual uh, assistants. Actually, everybody in my team, aside from one person, is is a virtual assistant. They're all in the Philippines. So that's what um, your team looks like. It's you, CEO, and then virtual right. assistants. Okay. Yeah, uh, director of operations, Rob Lomi, he manages, and then I have a manager, um, a lead manager. She manages the cold callers. And then have an acquisitions uh, rep. He's managed by the uh, director of operations. He's putting in a lot of you know offers. They have a, a certain KPI they've got to hit. And then we have um, a, a marketing VA and a dispo rep in, in that in that space. If you if, if you build out um, good protocols, Anthony, I mean you, you have the ability to to you know, keep your entire operation pretty pretty cost effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely, but especially with the virtual assistants. And do you? For your virtual assistants, we've had VA companies come on our show. Um, do you work with a specific company or are you sourcing them yourself? Uh, at this point, most of them are sourced in-house um, just because they have friendships and relationships and whatnot. And they, you know, they start recommending people. But they're in the Philippines. Um, I've used uh, Call Magicians. They're a really good company. Uh, so that's, that's, uh, I mean, I've used a couple of them, but the ones that have given me the best results when it comes to third parties, competitions is one of them. So, yeah. If, if you're starting off, I mean, if you're just, you know, starting to hire and you don't have protocols in place, you don't have, you know, a, like an onboarding, you know, process and, and clear cut instructions on what to do, just go, go through a third party, uh, bring a VA on and as they're doing their job, have them document every single step of the journey. Super simple. I mean, go to loom.com, set up an account and have them document the way that, you know, they they go through the process of, you know, going through your podio or, you know, comping deals. And the next thing you know, um, you do that enough and, and you have a, a, a pretty solid um, standard operating procedure manual in place. Right, right. No, that's great, especially as you're trying to scale, um, right. scale pretty quickly. So that's yeah. that's awesome. You have that team. I think that's important. Um, especially yeah. like you said, it's a volume game. You got a bunch of people, you know, on your team trying to, you know, catch your leads, which is which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's mostly single fam. Obviously, you mentioned you're doing a car. Now you mentioned some of the deals. Um, you don't wholesale. You yeah. either look at buying yourself or or whatnot. Is there a large percentage of that, or is it um, like seventy percent? selling no. to and then use yeah i think i mean i still wholesale maybe 85 percent of everything okay. i get yeah. um so i mean that's my main main uh strategy yeah and then the other 15 percent what what you know obviously it depends on what comes across your desk because right um 
some of the deals you want to kind of keep to yourself if they yeah. 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 Buy and hold. I mean, a lot of it is, or, you know, a big portion of that is fix and flip. So I don't, I don't fix and flip too much. I mean, I'll just look at the real juicy stuff and then keep that and, and kind of select yeah. it. To me, speed is a lot more, um, more important than mm-hmm. getting bogged down in a big project. That's gonna, that's gonna, you know, take me, I don't know, six months to, to complete and pay me out 200. Um, if, if I, you know, knock out f- five deals in, in the span of a month, we, we, we stay within, anywhere from eight to 12 deals a month. Uh, mm-hmm. So keeping that consistency to me is a lot more important. I've done it where, where I got, you know, the shiny object and I wanted to do a lot of everything. And, um, and um, it, it wasn't, I mean, I slowed down on the wholesaling side. I it's just, it didn't pan out right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, got to stay, yeah. got to stay focused and concentrated. One thing, one thing that, uh, that I would recommend to anybody who's, who's doing wholesaling or multifamily, right? Like it doesn't matter what you're looking at, figure out what your buy box is, figure out what your, your criteria for your own personal stuff is. And then, you know, stick mm-hmm. to that stuff until you study it and understand a little better. Absolutely. Uh, before we wrap up, could you talk to us about your podcast, CEO Pulse? Uh, yeah. So I have a, I have a two podcasts actually. One is a CEO Pulse podcast, mm-hmm. and the other one is REI Wholesaling podcast. On the CEO Pulse podcast, we talk about uh, the real, the raw, and the mind of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's, I mean, it's stories, strategies from different verticals. I, I do a lot of coaching, consulting, and, and not just you know real estate wholesaling, but uh, different verticals as well. Um, and then uh, on the uh, on the RAI wholesaling podcast, that, that's where we actually you know break down case studies. We have uh, students that come on and they go through you know how they close the deals, what their story has been. So it's a pretty cool um, kind of like you know live uh, uh, um, approach on on what's going on 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 you know people who are just getting started and going through the uh, through the trench work of building up their their businesses. Yeah. That's awesome. And you can check that out on iTunes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Well, we'll put a link to those two podcasts in our social media description and then also in our iTunes description. And if you liked what you saw and or heard, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps Rafael and myself get our message out to a greater audience. We'd really appreciate it. And we really, you know, look forward to checking out those two podcasts and having you on again in the future, Rafael. Thanks so much, man. I- I appreciate you having me. Is that the best way? Uh, what's the best way for my audience to reach out to you? Um, to reach out, I'm pretty active on social media. I post a lot of a lot of content um, on on wholesaling mindset and and I mean just business strategy, all kinds of stuff. So uh, you can find me on IG at Rafael Cortez CEO. My YouTube okay. channel is also pretty active. Uh, Rafael Cortez CEO, same thing, same handle. Excellent, and we'll provide a description to that as well. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Rafael. Thank you. Okay.